I'm probably the poop. <laughs> no. <laughs> Callum, you're a trash can. I'm the trash can. Right, well, we go. Let's go for it. The Inverous Podcast Show with your hosts, Claire and Callum. Hello. This is the Inverous Podcast, episode one. Woo. We're going to be talking about nostalgia and all that cool stuff. Tonight we are drinking Leffy Blonde, which is quite a, I don't know, it's kind of a mainstream beer. Yeah. It's not that I've not tried it. That's the That was the real... Mm. Uh, it's actually kind of I've odd that before. I've not tried it as well, because yeah. I drink a lot of beer. You do drink a lot. You drink way more beer than I do, Callum. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I suppose we should introduce ourselves. I guess so. Yeah. Hi, well, I'm, I'm Callum. Claire. Oh. <laughs> well, we, we messed that up. Okay, no, you can go first. That's fine. Ladies first. <laughs> I'm Claire. Um, yeah, that's my name. And I'm Claire. Callum. That is also my name. Not Claire is not also my name. Callum's my name. Callum Claire. Callum Claire. Clum Claire. Clum Claire. Clum Claire. <laughs> Hi there, I'm Clum Claire. Okay, yeah. So at the end of the podcast, we will be giving Leffy a score out of 10. Um, but yeah, I'm, so far I'm enjoying it. I'm going to take my first sip now. <sighs> it's refreshing. It's actually all right. Yeah. That's quite nice. Anyway. Sorry, I know we're supposed to save a review to the end, but that's just quite nice. That's so all right. far, so far. You might end up So far, it. so good. Might sour in your mouth. <laughs> um, right, okay. <laughs> so. So nostalgia. I'm actually quite interested to see, because we're like, I mean, we're pretty close in age, but we're far enough apart that things that you grew up grew up with are... Yeah. Very different to the I things I grew up with, so it'll be really interesting. older brothers, uh, so yes. a lot of my childhood tastes were influenced by them, and they're about, like, three years older than me, and they're boys, so I don't know, they were probably into things that, like, other girls my age, when I was a small child, weren't. I mean, I still liked all, like, the princesses and shit, but, um, yeah, um... It's weird because a lot of the stuff that was on TV, like, there's six years between you and me. Uh, a lot of the stuff that was on TV and things wasn't the same, but a lot mm -hmm. of it is. It's weird. Um, yeah, there is some. There is probably quite a bit of overlap actually. But then a, a lot of that probably comes with going to your house as a kid. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's not just that. It's like you're my cousin, so our parents grew up together. Like your dad mm -hmm. and my mum grew up together. So a lot of the stuff that was in their family kind of carries over to us. Um, so I think we'll we'll start off. We'll just talk about like TV shows that that cool. we watched. Uh, we should start with um, one I know we have in common, which is Four Ways Farm. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's that's that is the if no if you haven't seen Four Ways Farm, Four Ways Farm is the best kids TV show. Um, uh, a little asterisks on that one. Um, asterisks, as aster it doesn't matter. Um, there there are better ones, but for for that age group, best TV show of all time. Um, it has a very very good opening theme tune, it's very... which I think I this might just be age talking, right? But 
I have two kids and like modern kids shows don't have theme tunes that are as good like when I was a kid I used to get really hype when the theme tunes came on like Pokemon's a really good example it's a perfect example um Um, or DuckTales um exactly they have excellent theme tunes these days like an example I would use is we watched uh, She-Ra, like the She-Ra remake. With, oh, the, the new uh, Netflixy one. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with our oldest son. Um, and I I just can't get into the theme tune. Like, I'm really sorry if people love it, but I'm just like, this isn't... Uh, I don't know. It's just not for me. Um, but yeah, so Four Ways Farm has a great theme tune, great and my theme lasting theme. memory of it um, is... We went up to stay with you guys up in Lewis, and I would have been about like eight or nine. Um, so you would have been a little baby. I was a little bubba. Yeah, you would have been like three. Yeah, I was obsessed with Forest Farm when I was three, three or four. Yeah. Um, but I remember waking up in the middle of the night, like me and my brothers were all crammed into one room. Um, and I remember waking up in the middle of the night because. You can hear everything in your childhood home, Callum. Yeah. Um, everything like it Somebody echoes. farts in like the opposite end of the house up the stairs. You're like, oh. Who was that? <laughs> it was a good yeah. one. <laughs> I'm not coming down for five more minutes. <laughs> you better fumigate. No. Um. So what would happen is my youngest brother, Thomas, he was a baby at the time. And when he woke up in the middle of the night to try and calm him down, that was what you had on video. Like, it was Four Ways Farm. So that's what got put on the TV. Um, I just remember waking up in the middle of the night hearing the theme song, <laughs> being like, oh, Thomas is awake again. Oh. Um, but an- another one that I remember from my childhood that I don't really hear very many people talk about is the Dreamstone. I have no idea what that is, and I feel like I'm going to have to look it up now. Yeah, the Dreamstone was a ITV uh, TV show. Uh, it had four seasons, um, and it was about it was set in this place called the Land of Dreams. Um, so there was the good guys, which was like the uh, this wizard uh, called the Dream Maker. I think his name was. He looks very um, stereotypical cartoon wizard. Like, yeah, if, if he's you, kind of just Marilyn. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if someone said, "Imagine a cartoon wizard," okay, yeah, you've got it. The Dreamstone yeah, Wizard. White beard, blue robe, suns and stars and stuff on it. Uh, and then, so he he was in charge of the land of dreams. Okay. And then there was this bad guy called Zordak. Zord. That's or a good Zor, name. Zordrak. Oh, Zordrak. Zordrak, Lord of Nightmares. Uh, so, I think, I, like, I can't remember too much, but um, the two sides were, like, obviously, you know, in conflict with each other, because dreams and nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's these people in the land of dreams called Noops. Uh, and the two main characters are this boy Noop, who always wanted to work for the Dream Maker, and this girl Noop, who's his friend. Obviously, there's the Dream Maker and the Dream Stone, which obviously the TV show is named after. Um, and the, the Dream Stone is what helps, you know, the Dream Maker send dreams to everyone in the world. Um, and obviously, Zordrak, 
doesn't want everyone to have good dreams. He wants everyone to have nightmares. So the entire plot is based around uh, his minions trying to, you know, capture the dream stone and steal it and take it away. I can't remember what the bad guys were called. It was something like uh, Gurpneys or Burpneys or something. Gurpneys or Burpneys. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably wrong. Um... um but yeah, um, and it, apparently, uh, I didn't know this when I was a kid, the closing theme song gets stuck in my head all the time, but uh, it had like really famous people write the soundtrack for it, like Ozzy Osbourne was Wait, involved what? in it. Yeah, also, apparently. Also, it's Erpneys. yeah, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, um, I, I did Google that, I apologize. But yeah, um, I don't remember too much about it, uh, just that I used to watch that a lot. Because um, I was really young when it was coming out. Wait, Early hold 90s. the boat. Okay, right. I'm just I'm just reading through the Wikipedia page because that's what you do when you don't know something. TV soundtrack album listing, original release. Okay, so there's a bunch of songs, obviously. So, number two, The War Song of the Erpneys, Billy Connolly, Ozzy Osbourne, and Frank Bruno. <laughs> What the, did you just say Billy Connolly? Yeah, Billy Connolly. <laughs> what? And, and seeing it right there. <laughs> That's crazy. That's so weird. Like, I knew. I like. It was something I googled years and years later. I actually got for um, my Christmas last year. My oldest brother bought me it on DVD. But he couldn't get it, like, the English re- release. So he got me the European release, which has English. You can change it to English. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it's German, so I think it's called the Tromstein. I'm I can't speak German, so I really apologize if I've offended anyone with that pronunciation. But yeah, so I have it. I've just never, you know, I've had the DVD since last Christmas, and I've just never gone back to watch it. Suppose we're like heading into second lockdown now, so I might have time. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, you can you can report back on our secondary podcast when we review. <laughs> <laughs> the dream stone um <laughs> episode by episode walkthrough um so the animals of farthing wood did you ever watch that i i, I did not i'm gonna take it back to this for a second because number four into the sunset was this is um, by mike bat and bonnie tyler what i'm gonna see if i can like a buy this album like what <laughs> How can how can you how can you have these names on the soundtrack of your like? I'm just googling it now. The Dreamstone Dreamstone soundtrack. What nineties TV show? Yeah, nineties. That's so weird. That's amazing. Oh wow. Mike Bat with the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Like, what? They clearly had a budget. <laughs> Oh yeah, and none of it, it was, was spent good. on the. On, on well, the... I re- I remember it being quite good, like to watch as a child. Obviously, I haven't gone back as an adult and watched it, but that may be something I talk about in a subsequent podcast because you know I have the DVDs, I could watch it. Um, but yeah, you never watched the Animals of Farthingwood. Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. All I'll say about it is that it's horribly depressing. Oh, looks like a cutesy show about animals. It's more akin to Watership Down. Oh, no thanks. It's really heartbreaking. Uh, Lots of bad things happen. I'll give that one a hard pass. Um, I watched that when I was a small child and it was traumatising. 
Oh man, I don't think um, I ever watched anything traumatizing as a kid. Your your parents were far more protective. Oh yes, definitely. generally speaking, and my parents were quite protective. Like there were certain things I wasn't allowed to watch as a teenager. Um, like I didn't watch Alien until I was about seventeen or eighteen. Um, but yeah, there was loads of stuff that I wasn't allowed. Um. What did you watch as a child? As a child, okay. Like so... a small, like formative television programs. Um, well, I didn't have any of the fancy TV stuff that everyone else had. You were stuck so with we had... like CBBC and yeah, so three channels and CITV, ITV, I guess. Let's so CITV and CBBC. I'm trying to think what I actually watched. <laughs> no. Uh, there was a cartoon uh, called Mona the Vampire. <gasps> Show us your fangs. Yeah. Which, quite frankly, I think is amazing. Oh, yeah. Mona the um, Vampire is great. Mona was great. Um, but I guess that also kind of shows like how young... Because <laughs> that's not that long. It wasn't that it? long ago. But the thing with Mona um, the Vampire... Like, I suppose I'll remember more stuff that you watched than you remember of stuff that I watched because I'm a bit older uh. than you and I have brothers your age. So there was stuff on yes, the TV right. in my house that you would have watched. Um... Definitely. Um, things uh, things like that, like Spongebob was obviously SpongeBob on. Spongebob Squarepants. Like, I think everyone on planet Earth has grown up with Spongebob. Um, I think your friends at school must have been into Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, a lot of my friends were into Dragon Ball Z and, oddly enough, He-Man. Weird. Because there was lots of reruns of He-Man oh, at the time. There would have been as well. Like there was a He-Man reboot on. I can't remember what that was called, but there was a He-Man reboot on Cartoon Network around the same time that Dragon Ball Z was out. Um, oh, okay. But I just remember, like, when you were really small kids, you were down visiting Bran, and I was in the house, and you were drawing these pictures, and I was like, "Oh, Callum, what are you drawing?" I would have been about, like, 10. You're a bit younger than that. No, I would have been older. Yeah, I would like... have been, like, way older. Like, because you're six years younger than me. I'm six years, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But you were a kid anyway. Uh, and you were like, oh, I'm drawing Goku. And I was like, that's not what Goku looks like. And you got really upset. Really upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were so sad. And I was, I felt I was awful. like, what do you mean it's not Goku? I felt awful. Um, and yeah, no, but that. But I think it was. I mean, in fairness, it wasn't. It, no, it wasn't. <laughs> but it was, it was simply de definitely like not you didn't have Sky and or or like any cable TV. And no, not at all. Your mum probably wouldn't have wanted you to watch a show where two big muscly men beat the crap out of each other while screaming. <laughs> like I love Dragon Ball Z. <gasps> yeah, um, I have a bit of an no, obsession with Vegeta, but. That's not what this podcast is about. Thank you very much. Yeah, you can have you can have your own separate like Vegeta time. Vegeta fan, <laughs> like yeah, I'll make my own podcast and just talk about Vegeta the whole time. <laughs> it's called Vegeta and Me. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Vegeta oh god, and me. No. Um. <laughs> Brum. Brum. Brom. Tell okay, me you watched I did grow Brum. Up with a lot of Brom. Rosie yeah. and Jim. Um, That's another Rosie like UT classic kids TV show. Rosie and Jim. I think when I was growing up as well, 
there is a lot less things being made and a lot of things just being like reshown. So we I ended up watching a lot of like the original Tom and Jerry and stuff like that. Yeah. Um Top Cat and Well, I guess, you know, Brum. Brum was shown to us in school because mm. it was the only video cassette that they had. <laughs> um Island Life. Singing Kettle, actually. Singing Kettle was one I, I say I watched Singing Kettle. We had one VHS of the Singing Kettle. Handle, lead, spout and of metal. What's say the singing? singing kettle. kettle. I was obsessed with Singing Kettle when I was tiny, um, really, really young. Because we had, I think it was three separate Singing Kettle VHS tapes, um, and I still get the song stuck in my head, like. I get a couple stuck in my head. I'm wondering if then maybe the ones that I had are the ones that Probably. maybe I took from you. Maybe. <laughs> the same ones. Hand me downs. Yay. Um, yeah. Because that got played to death in, in the house because I was obsessed with it. Same. Like, I loved singing hell. Um, I, I sing, like, those songs to my kids. Not so much to, to my oldest son because he's, like, you know, a bit too old for that now. But my youngest son is literally a baby, so... There was one song, right? There's one song. I don't know if I dreamt this, right? And I can't... Okay. And it keeps getting stuck in my head. And it's one song in okay. the same kettle. And it goes something like, We chop down trees that a mile away and make paper bags that we throw away. And that's that that just, like, little loop just gets stuck I in my head. I don't know. I don't know if that's from the same kettle. Oh, it's from something. It's or it's from song. my imagination. Like, I don't know what it's supposed to be. Turns but out I it's know... like the Wiggles or something. I don't think I've ever seen the Wiggles. I think I have never really seen the Wiggles. I just know it exists. It's like the Australian singing kettle thing. Okay. Because we had the singing kettle and I think Australia had the Wiggles. Um, and I think the only way of watching it when I was young was like if you had uh, like Nickelodeon. So if you had like cable or satellite mm -hmm. TV. Uh, and if you didn't have that, I don't think you would have ever saw the Wiggles. No, I've, I don't think I've ever seen the Wiggles. Um... Other than that, one thing I think we probably do have in common is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Obviously, or that's you not mean a TV the show. few selected scenes of Monty Python and yeah, the Holy Grail that we were allowed to watch? Tape. There was a videotape in my house growing up where someone had recorded Monty Python and the Holy Grail off the TV, but they had, like, our parents knew that film so well. Like, your dad uh, yeah. and my mum. Uh, so they knew it so well that when they watched it on the TV, they knew when to stop recording to get rid of the dodgy parts that they don't want their kids to see. Yep. So we've seen this edited version of Monty Python. It was and the Monty Holy Python Grail. and the Holy Grail abridged, and it's brilliant. Um, what ended up happening with us is for like a birthday or Christmas or something, Dad got the DVD when we eventually got a DVD player. <laughs> um, oh. that was a big day in the house. Uh. And he still knew it so well that, like, and this is before, like, the, the DVD doesn't have, like, a scene selection option. It's right. just, like, play. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> That's an old DVD. Yeah, and he knew, like, the timestamps on it, because the DVD had, like, the di little digital timer on it as well. That, mm. um, it was actually on, it was on a VHS tape player as well. It was a fancy player. Um, it had like the little timestamp on it, and he knew to fast forward to what timestamps to, yeah, to, to skip when the bad we were bits. watching it. <laughs> to the point where, like, I I watched that film. We seen the taunting, like the 
Um, your mother was a hamster and your father, father smelled, smelled of like elderberries. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we knew like tons of stuff, like Brave Sir Robin ran away um, and all of that. But when I was much older and I watched it back, um, I hadn't seen the bit about uh, one day, lad, oh, this will be yours. <laughs> yes. What the curtains? I hadn't seen that part. I hadn't seen the Black Knight. Um, I genuinely thought like the the one day lad part was just something that my dad said yeah, about the house. Same. Because he I said it all like, the is... time. Yeah. And he'd go, what the curtains? And I'd be like, what are you talking about? What is that? Oh, and another just... memory. Sorry, this just came into my head. <laughs> this is like rambling times. I funny. know, we're just talking about <laughs> stuff that isn't to do with anything that's on our topic. But, um... <laughs> so that trip to Stornoway, where I used to wake up in the middle of the night and hear Four Ways Farm, I threw a Barbie out of the bedroom window. <laughs> <laughs> is that the upstairs and, one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was Neve's room the last time I was in your house. Yeah. And it hit your dad on the head. <laughs> <laughs> and he was furious. Oh, man. I got away with it as well. No. Well, like, they didn't know who it was and no one would admit to it. So it was just like, I think we all got punished for that. I think we all got sent to bed early. <laughs> but yeah, we threw a Barbie out the window and it hit Uncle Jerry. Oh, dear. My dad's one of those people uh, who, when he does get mad, he explodes into this fiery rage pit of doom for about three seconds and then is fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think um, by the time he his... would have like gone what to being in the house, it would have been fine. Yeah, he was raging about it. Uh, his whole head turns red. <laughs> it does. It's really funny. It's it's mm. not. It's really, but it is. <laughs> it's awful, but in hindsight, it's funny. Yeah. At the time, it's not funny. No, no, no. <laughs> um. Anyway, um. You didn't play many video games, did you? No, so up? I my video game experience was eventually dad got a new computer for the house. So I stole the old family computer, which was running Windows 98. Uh-huh. And that was my video gaming experience. Um, so I played a lot of Age of Empires. Which is an excellent yep. game. Uh, the original Quake. ZX Spectrum and Amiga emulators. Oh, Amiga emulators are so good. Um, I think we'll need to come back to that in a second. But uh, oh, we will. And I'm trying to think what else is probably about it for like when mm. I was young, young. Um, obviously when I was like like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, I had a slightly better computer, but I never had like consoles or. Yeah, um, you were never like a PlayStation child. No. I always remember you coming to visit and being like enthralled by the ps1 oh yes um because we we were very much a, a video game family growing up my parents were nerds star trek nerds star trek's a huge nostalgia for me too uh tng tng for me it's the o- it's the only star trek though that i watched when i was um, mm. younger nothing else was i watched like... voyager and ds9 a little there's a lot in ds9 that i was like no you can't watch that <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so I also played Dungeons and Dragons when I was eight. Like that was the first time I played D and D. It was with my family, but uh, 
We'll do another episode on D&D. I, I can so, go yeah. into that further then. Um, um, means I get to talk about the D&D board game. I played the Amiga. I'm a bit too young to have been into the Amiga, but we had one from before I was born, uh, probably right through until the year 2000. We had a functioning Amiga in our house. Uh, so I, I always played the Amiga. That that was something that was a part of my life probably for the first decade. Um, but speaking of Age of Empires, going back to that, my first memory, because uh, obviously your dad is my mum's brother. Yes. So your mum isn't blood-related to me. No, no. She's my auntie, though, and I love her. Uh, but the first time I met your uncle, who isn't my uncle... <laughs> He came into our house and someone was playing Age of Empires on like our brand new uh, PC that my dad had bought out of Time, I think was the name of the shop. I think Time was a, like a chain of uh, PC shops. But he bought this uh, Windows 98 computer brand new out of the box and your uncle was there. And this is the first thing I remember him saying. I'd met him before, but I was a lot younger, so I didn't really know him. Uh, but this was when he moved to the mainland. Right, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, Age of Empires. Mem- memory, I <laughs> I thought there was going to be There's like a follow-up There's not like a whole that, like... story about it at all. He said, oh, no. Age of Empires. And then he sat <laughs> and he played Age of Empires for like... In my head, it's like four hours. It was probably like 20 minutes or something. Yeah. But... but... I just love the progression of that story. You had this lovely build up to like, and it's like, ah, and I remember him saying, oh, Age of Empires. But that is the first thing I remember your uncle saying. I don't, um, one oh, thing, if, if this podcast keeps going and people listen to it, uh, thank you if you're listening. If you um, listen to this, well done. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it's a trash fire. But, um, no, one thing you learn about me is that. I am, like, not the greatest at story. Sometimes I'm good. Sometimes they hit the mark and people laugh. But a lot of the time it's like, oh, I'm just going to get this long-winded, like, oh, my God, build up, build up, build up, and then... um, You know that uh, we like long build-ups and disappointed drops? We like long build-ups? That guy? Yes. That's that's me. don't know why... The way you told that story describes how you oh. are telling stories. Exactly. Perfect. Um, <laughs> at least you're laughing. Uh, uh, but the Amiga. The Amiga was a huge part of my childhood. Uh, we used to play... And again, this probably isn't suitable for kids. My parents tried to shelter us from a lot of stuff, but um, we were allowed to play a lot of things that I don't necessarily think are... Things that I would let my kids play <laughs> at yeah. that age. Um, so I the Beholder 2 was a big one. Uh, as I said, we played D&D when I was a kid. So there's this was a D&D video game. Um, and we never, ever got that far. Uh, I think my brothers, my older brothers. Um, but that's a fantastic game. Um, and it's a huge part of my childhood and all of my brother's childhood to the point where... Uh, one of my brothers, John, his like user avatar or you know screen picture, whatever you want to call it, is a picture from that game. Oh, okay, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah, the little bearded guy. Yeah, the 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 wizardy beard. 
looking gentle yeah, person. Yeah, that's a, that's a little uh, character portrait from Eye of the Beholder 2. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes it so much cooler. Mm. But I think he he drew it himself because the actual one, if you like find the image on the internet, is so pixelated. <laughs> so I think he redrew it like exactly so that it works as an avatar now. That's which is really brilliant. cool, I think. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Um the like when you get into sort of like later, like early teens and stuff, that's really where my like gamey like mm. brain like kicked in and like we would go every time we'd go down to visit you in the mainland um we'd stop in inverness and go to game oh so cool when you're that and, age yeah every, you know games are amazing when you're that age like whoa look at all the video games especially um, if you're not someone that who's allowed to play video games it's like right ah. exactly and like on the island the amount of video game shops um excuse me that beer's making me burpy um Excuse you. Is is um yeah the number of video game shops on the island are none. <laughs> um, I think there was like Woolies. Woolies had games. Oh, Woolworths. Okay, first of all, Woolworths. That's that's definitely F. on topic. Um. F. <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, Woolworths. <laughs> I think we have the same thought. The Woolworths and Stornoway incident. So me and Claire. Um, Claire was visiting. Uh, I think I can't even remember why you were visiting. Let's face it, reasons. Um, it was Neve's confirmation, was and we we're from Neve's a very Catholic right. family. Oh yes, um, and yeah, so we went to Woolworths, and two of my friends were walking in Woolworths as well. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Al and someone else. And we walk around the corner. We're just chatting away and we're laughing and whatever. And they come around the corner and go, "Hey, Callum." Who's this? And we're looking at them going, well, it's just my cousin. And to this day, I regret going, what, didn't you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, it's my cousin. Oh, it's not your girlfriend. But yeah, it's like, yeah, because you, you would have been like the coolest kid in school if you'd be like, yeah, this is my girlfriend. Because you were like six years younger than me and I was 18. Yeah. I was, I was almost 19. So you'd have been like 13. You would have just turned yeah, 13. Yeah, something like that. Oh, man. That feels like so long ago. It really does. Like, I mean... It was. I it mean, was in the like, grand scheme of things, it wasn't, but it was quite it a was long like time ago. It was like 13 years ago, Cal. <laughs> Instantly aged myself. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah. Um, I've had two kids since then. Like, what has happened? Um, <laughs> but no, Willie's did have games. Uh... I know that, like, but even then, Woolies on the mainland in the town that I grew up in, um, Woolies was the place where I think it was when I turned seventeen. I don't know though. I'd need to go and like check when it came out and stuff. But I got a DS Lite for my birthday, um, wow. and it came with uh, Phoenix Wright. So I went to Woolies to buy like the Pokemon game that had just come out. I can't remember which one it was, though. I also got um, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney in Woolworths uh, for my uh, new DS Lite. But yeah, I miss Willies. Willies was great. You could buy Pick too. and Mix. 
mix. Like oh, there was everything of Willie's. Was pick and, pick mix. and mix it was, was the good stuff. <laughs> also, when I was a kid, I don't um, think they had this in Willie's when you were a kid, but they had um, these tiny cans of juice, like small, small cans, like you would get in a pub size. You know, if you order like okay, a, yeah, yeah. like a gin and tonic, and they give you the tonic in the tiny can. Yeah. Uh, they had that size can of uh, fizzy drinks, but they were the Simpsons oh, yeah. fizzy um, drinks. Yeah, ooh. the Simpsons. There was an itchy and scratchy one. I'm pretty sure there was a Bart Simpson one, but I don't remember. I just remember there being Simpsons fizzy drinks in Woolworths, and we used to buy them all the time. <laughs> and that's another thing. We only had... We had... Sorry. Sorry. We had the tiny... No, no, that's fine. We had the tiny like fizzy drink stuff but only in the library cafe oh i love the library the only cafe. place in Stornoway. see it's weird for you probably because um you live there <laughs> but Stornoway <laughs> town center is like heaps of nostalgia for me every single time i'm there because that's where we went on holiday yeah it's probably more nostalgic for you than it is for me to be honest because I still see it. Yeah, we see it every day. Um, Where it's like um, when we went to the, the Brayhead Centre that, that time when I was down recently. Oh, God, Brayhead. Like, the, la- the time before that, that, like the last time I was there was when I was like 12. Right. So like the Brayhead Centre has a lot of nostalgia because we'd always go to the Brayhead Centre before we got into like, well, Johnston and or holidays yeah I suppose another uh, memory I have is I think I was older I think I, and I think you were like 13 or 14 um, and Christopher my older brother had set up uh, a Playstation 1 and Yeah, I think it was called Extreme Sports or something. I'm going to Google that. Extreme Sports. Extreme. PS1. And it had... Remember you like, commenting on it? Because, like, I don't think it's a thing in real life. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. Street luge. Like, what the hell is a street luge? What's a street yeah, luge? Yeah, it's like, you know, luge from the Winter Olympics. It was called ESPN yeah. Extreme Games. ESPN Extreme Sports. Extreme, extreme Games. Extreme uh, Games. Oh, there it is. Yeah, street luge. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at... Oh my god, street luge is a thing? <laughs> Street luge is an extreme gravity-powered activity that involves riding a street luge board, sometimes referred to as a sled, down a paved road or course. That sounds horrifying. Oh my god! And... Yeah, they lie oh my down goodness, flat no, on I would their back and they just this. luge. No, 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 so no, cool. no. <laughs> That's awful. Says the man that jumps off cliffs into the sea for a job. <laughs> I mean, the, the, like, concrete's harder than water <laughs> when it's not that high. 
Sometimes, sometimes concrete's harder than water. When you're that close to it, concrete's Other way than harder. the supine riding position and very high speeds, 70 to 102 miles per hour, Street Luge has little relation to its winter namesake, Luge. This guy's got an engine on his. Oh, so cool. What a dude. Oh, man. But yeah. Hold on, I need to, I need to save this image because that's amazing. Uh, um, I feel sorry for like this being an audio format because nobody can see it. But <laughs> You're just like, oh my God, show everyone the picture Look of the street luge. Yeah, that's cool. That is really cool. That's going to be... Do you know what? I'm going to set that as like the wallpaper on the SoundCloud page. <laughs> um, other than video games... Oh, music. We should talk about music. One that immediately springs to mind uh, because it's something that I immediately associate with you and your dad. Uh, and now your okay. uncle. You know exactly yeah, what okay. I'm going to say. I know exactly what you're going to say. War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Um, we both had very similar first-time experiences with War of the Worlds. Yeah, this is the um, um, the Jeff Wayne musical version uh, of War of the Worlds. That is his um, name, right? I did get that right. It is Jeff Wayne's Yeah, musical, Jeff Wayne. Yes, um, right. When I was about four or five years old, my uncle, Callum's my father, father. <laughs> put me and my brothers in a dark room Got a record player out and put on War of the Worlds, uh, the Jeff Wayne musical album. Just put it on and left the room. The lights were off, the door was shut. And we were listening to what is essentially a horror story about aliens coming and killing people with heat rays. And, <laughs> like, I was traumatised, like, terrified out of my mind. Um... Like, I'm pretty sure I had nightmares from that. Yeah, I definitely had nightmares from it. I mean, I wasn't there when that happened. What happened to me was we were in the living room with the fire on and Dad had, like, he was just playing random records or whatever and he was like, son. I think I was about six, six or seven. And he was like, son, you need to listen to this. And he, like, lit some candles. Oh, God. And put on Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds and he was like, right, don't move till this is done. <laughs> Just flip it over when it when it finishes the side, and then he just buggered off. Yeah, he, he left us in that dark room by ourselves listening to this, like... It's a marvel. It's a beautiful piece of art. But when you're a little kid, it's the scariest thing you've ever heard. Like, there's so much atmosphere, and... Yeah. Like, the descriptions I, I... are so good. Obviously, a lot of the language yeah. is lifted from the HD well. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. um but yeah i think musically as well like the i think it's my first experience of anything that could like that has aspects of what you can like ambient mm. music um, well the music was the sound effects even though well. a lot of it and 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 it's like got all these like hard panned like and it's like ah, uh, and you're you're sitting there listening to it on stereo speakers like you you don't listen to it on your phone speaker. Phone speakers didn't really exist, um, and you're listening to this like high quality production of like sound. Oh yeah, it's stunning. And it's oh, yeah, terrifying. I'm terrified. <laughs> like when you're a kid, 
Um, but the weird thing is, if that hadn't happened, like, if I hadn't had that, like, terrifying experience with this album when I was that age, I don't think I'd love it the same way as I do now. I have, like, a really, like... Yeah. Deep love for that one album. Like, it's nostalgic in a terrifying way. And I think that adds to the atmosphere when I listen to it as an adult. Like, because I remember being that scared. Um, yeah, I think it does. It does invoke. I think it, for me as well, it invokes just the scene of the fireplace and, like, the candles and darkness. Well, it reminds me of that uh, spare room at the time. <laughs> it's still a spare room in Grand's house. Yeah. Because um, it was in Grand's house that that happened. But it was back when the record player was in it. And that picture of Jimi Hendrix that had been painted on the door was there. Do you know the worst <laughs> thing about that, Cal? See if you shine a really bright light on the back of that door. You can still kind of see Jimi Hendrix's face, yeah. Really? Oh man, I need to go. <laughs> you can't go there now. <laughs> that sounds You're like a terrible to visit ghost other story. Right <laughs> and some people say, if you shine the light just right in the door. <laughs> You can still see his face. <laughs> you can. <laughs> um, other That's music funny. that I have a strong nostalgic connection to, um, probably like the main one is the Backstreet Boys. Um, another one of our cousins, Elena. Um, she and I, when we were like six, seven, eight, ah, loved the Backstreet Boys like so much uh, her favorite was nick and my favorite was ad and we used to be like oh when we grow up we're going to bury them which is funny because <laughs> elena's really not into guys like as an adult like no <laughs> she, oh, she's brilliant. not um yeah and i loved ad so much oh <laughs> Did, were you one of those people that had like posters of bands and stuff or when I was you... a teenager, not when I was a little kid. When I was a teenager, I was. I proclaimed myself to be a metalhead, and um, there's all different words like mosher or. Uh, I'm trying to think what else they called us. Grebs. Grebs. That was a word. Yeah, grebs was another word for like moshers and golf. I'm gonna start calling people a greb. Yeah, yeah greb. Shut it, yeah greb. Shut um, it, yeah greb. To be fair, it was mostly Neds that used the word greb. <laughs> like <laughs> non-educated delinquents to the uninformed. But um, yeah. So I used to like go on about like I loved um, Slipknot was it was a band that I was really into when I was a teenager. Um. Alice Cooper. I actually seen Alice Cooper live. That was the first gig I seen without my parents there. That was the first concert that I was allowed to go to with my friends when I was 16. Was Alice Didn't Cooper. your mum drop you off though? Yeah. And pick and me up. Wasn't <laughs> she like Was it was it then she was horrifically embarrassed? Like what? Or were you just oh, embarrassed yeah, by her? No, she was really, really embarrassing. Uh like now I wouldn't care. Like, if my mum was like, I'll drop you off at a concert, I'd be like, yeah, free lift to a gig. Yes, please. Um, but when I was 16, she dropped me off and she insisted on coming in with me, like, to the <laughs> lobby, until I found my friends. 
So all of my friends were just hanging about. And there's my mum like, oh, here Claire is. Hi, Claire's friends. And I'm like, oh, God. Mum. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the first gig I went to without a parental figure there in the gig with me. My mum was quite, um, not in a bad way. Like, I get it now because I'm a parent, I think. Yeah, I don't get it at all. Uh, parents <laughs> just leave their kids alone. Jeez. Ugh. Get off <laughs> she my was back, very mom. protective. I'm I'm her only daughter. I have five brothers. I get it, you know. Um no, I didn't at the time. I was so embarrassed. I was of so course, upset. Yeah. Um especially like when I was someone that wanted to present that image of like, oh, I'm really tough cuz I'm a goth and I like Alice Cooper and you know, I thought I was so cool. <laughs> I really wasn't. <laughs> I loved some Forty One, and I loved uh, The Offspring, uh, Alice Cooper, Linkin Park, Nine Inch Nails, all those. Um, but the weirdest thing is, like, even though I was into all that stuff, and like I wanted to present myself that way, I could never really escape the theater child inside of me. Like that's it. You were always a theater baby, and you always I, like, I'm be... a theater kid. That's just who I am. Uh, so as much as I wanted to present myself as this really cool, like, uh, I wear chains and, like, chokers and, yeah, you know, I'm so cool. Um, I used to wear these horrific sh- uh, I put them in my school bag so that mum wouldn't see me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were these- That's brilliant! I wish I, I wish I had a pick. Awful! They were, like, these, um, <laughs> like, ridiculous platform high heel shoes. With the, 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 and they weren't like, you know, stripper shoes or anything. They were just huge and clunky and they had like a pirate flag on them. <laughs> I used to change into these shoes oh, when I went to amazing. school because I was so goth and so cool. Like, edgy. Hey, that stuff's making oh, yeah, a yeah. huge comeback right now. Like... Um, but, you know, so I couldn't really escape from the secret theatre kid inside of me. Uh, and I used to listen to like, you know, the Lion King soundtrack and... Les Mis and Phantom of the Opera and uh, Rent. To be fair, like out of all of the musicals, Rent is the cool one to be into when you're a teenager because it's got like drug abuse and gay sex and stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think these days in schools, you know, homophobia isn't as bad a problem. Like when I was in school, it was like weird. You know, if so, if one of your friends came out to you as gay, it was like a total secret. You couldn't. Obviously, I don't know what it's like in schools now, but yeah. I know like as a society, like we have gay marriage now, all of that stuff. When I was in high school, gay marriage wasn't legal. Like that wasn't a thing you could do. Um, but yeah, um, and <laughs> I think the most stark thing for me, the most like big contradiction in the image that I wanted to portray and the stuff like the music that I was into would be when High School Musical came out because that came out when I was like 16 so I was in fourth or fifth year um and I loved High School Musical so much that I couldn't hide it like I went into school and I was like oh my god did you guys see High School Musical and they were like (laughs) no you loser. Yeah. Get out of get out of here. What is wrong get with you? Get out of my school, you loser. Such trash. Um, I was one of those people when High School Musical came out, I was like maybe what 10 or something. 
Neve would have been about six or seven or whatever. Um, and obviously my sister was very into High School Musical. And because Neve was into High School Musical, I was like, I don't like this is, this is lame. Don't like it, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh my god. I love I it. I really liked High School Musical. Like that that is the it's problem not, is, it's, not it's such a solid film. <laughs> like, it's just, it is a good film, and that's the annoying thing. It shouldn't be. It's better than it it like deserves to oh, be. Oh, it's better than it has any right to be. It's one of the best films like of my generation. That's probably an exaggeration. Um, but speaking of movies, I know we already talked about Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but um. The Princess Bride. The Princess Bride is probably, I in my mind, it's. I think it's less of a nostalgia thing, and it's more of uh, this is the family movie. <laughs> Everyone. And you are not part of this family unless you can quote the Princess. Oh yeah, Bride. yeah, yeah. Like family <laughs> gatherings. If somebody, if somebody uh, goes inconceivable, you have to say you keep saying that word, but I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, no more rhyming. I mean it. Does anyone want a peanut? Um. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so good. Exactly. Um. Uh, hello. My name is Nico Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Ad infinitum. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um. But I am not left-handed. I did that. Okay. Right. This is a complete side tangent. So, um. Obviously, anyone who listens to this might not know. Uh. I um. Among other things, I am a sword fencing instructor. And during our fencing training, uh, I asked, can you, like, switch, like, what hand you use? And he said, no, you can't, but only... Like, you can between sets, but you can't, like, mid-game. I was like, okay, that's fine. So I started playing as if I was left-handed. And then after the game, I was like, aha, I know something you don't. And then I was like, I am not left-handed. And the person I was fighting against who was on the training must have been, like... I think it was one of the young leaders. So they are about 14. Oh, had no idea what I was doing or talking about. And it broke my heart. <laughs> I shed tears that day. Well, I would if I could shed tears. I had my tear ducts removed as a child. Um, Lies. <laughs> that is a lie. But it's not the point. <laughs> Um. <laughs> um oh, so yeah uh, I, I feel that like it's less of a nostalgic thing the princess bride and that's like it's just inherent like genetically imprinted it's like yeah. you know my eyes are kind of greenish and the princess bride <laughs> mm -hmm. pretty much uh as you wish um <laughs> speaking of being a theater kid because oh, um, <laughs> You're a bit of a theatre kid too. Yeah. Um. Obviously, um, growing up here, I had less of the opportunities that would have. It, it like. Yeah. Facilitate. Because I I went kid. to a, a big youth theatre. Like um, I most of my friends that I still have from being a teenager, from being a kid, come from the youth theatre that I was in. Uh, one of my best friends, uh, David. If you're listening, you are like a brother to me. Um, <laughs> I have to say that's the law. Uh, yeah, so there were a lot of songs that I am incredibly nostalgic about. Like, they are 
ingrained within me, even though they don't fit the mould of what I used to be into. I say used to as if I don't listen to like Nine Inch Nails and Slipknot occasionally. I do, when I'm in the mood for them. Yeah. But I think as you grow up, you're less like, oh, I have to fit into this one mould that I'm in. Definitely. And more like you just like what you like. Because I like all sorts of stuff. I won't say I like everything, because I don't. But I think most genres have at least that I will listen to. Um, so when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I say a kid, like when I was when I was in youth theatre, there were a lot of songs that they would play like when we were warming up or if we were trying to get into character or if we were doing a, an improv thing. Uh, they used a lot of music. And I think that's the same across the board if you're into, you know, theatre and you're learning stuff and you're going to workshops. Um... But one of the songs uh, was I Like the Way You Move by the Body Rockers. Uh, And again, this does not fit into the mould of anything, but it was a song that my youth theatre seemed to be obsessed with. Like, you know, it would be every warm-up, like every show in the summer had, like, the Body Rockers. I Like the Way You Move in it. Um, And it's weird because... That band, I say band, I don't actually know anything about the Body Rockers. Uh, apart from that, they had I Like The Way You Move and it was a huge hit. And obviously I was a teenager at the time, so I wasn't going to clubs, but I imagine it was a big song in nightclubs uh, at the time. And they came out with another song called You Spin Me Round and Round, which sounds like you spin me right round, baby, right yeah, yeah. round, which is like... A completely separate song and nothing to do with this one, but it was called You Spin Me Round and Round. And it was basically the exact same song as I Like The Way You Move, but I Spin You Round and Round. So I Like The Way You Move. It's like, <laughs> I like the way you move. Do, 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 do. And then uh, You Spin Me Round and Round is just, You Spin Me Round and Round. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you're like, we had a hit. We just need to do that. Again yeah. and again and again, um, like a record baby. And it's like, I have an idea. Uh, speaking of which, <laughs> You Spin Me Round and Round is a great song. Um, What's the band that did that called? Like, I listen to it all the time. I should know this. You Spin Me Right Round, Baby Right Round. Uh, Dead, Dead or, or Alive, alive. yeah, yeah. Um, I really want... And this is like a conversation that we should have after the podcast. <laughs> but I really want to dress up as Dead or Alive for oh, Halloween one year. We? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll need to come down. Yeah, yeah. one year, not this year, because Halloween's soon and lockdown's happening. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. No, pandemic is so um, rude. Yeah, like why would you? Why would you do this now? How dare you! We want to dress up also, to stay alive. Note. Yes. Um, we side note, at the start of this year, January, I went around telling absolutely everyone that I saw. It's like, this is it. This is going to be the quintessential Callum year. This is going to be the best year of all time. I tell you what, Callum. 22 <laughs> is my lucky number. And I, I like... I always think the phrase touch wood is really rude sounding, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> 22. You know what? I've never thought about it. Yeah. So people are like, oh, touch wood. Uh, really? 
Um, um, chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. Chortle. Oh, but, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Carry on, yeah, finish your thought. 22 is like my lucky number. Uh, anything with 22 always goes well for me. So I think 2022 is going to be our year, Callum. Okay. I think that's when we um, make it. <laughs> Whatever making brilliant. it means. We make it in 2022. We make it in 2022. Uh, I'm going to phone up the bookies and say, right, here, we make it in 2022. <laughs> like, uh, what? Uh, what? It's like £10. On 2022. <laughs> On 2022. Oh, man. Do, do you think that'll start happening? That um, they'll start like taking like a, a betting scene mm. for years. Right, you have to tell me about your music because I told you about my music. I will in a second, but it just like I'm going to take us all the way back to TV shows. Okay, I'm all really sorry. the way. It's just when I said chuckle, 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 chuckle vision. Chuckle vision. I don't know how I forgot about it. Chuckle chuckle vision, so good, right? To me too. Um, ah man, I was pretty young. Again, I think this came from being like of that weird generation where everything was reruns of stuff. Yeah, because I watched um, Chuckle Vision. I watched Bodger and Badger as well, but um, I watched Bodger and nah, Badger nah, too. Nah, 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 nah. Sorry, <laughs> like, this is so British. Um, um, oh, oh, oh! I, I just remembered one. Like, I know you did too, but, uh, Raven? Yeah, carry on. Raven? Did you watch uh, Raven? As in, uh, as in the, the you challenges, You must lose Raven. in life. Yes. Oh, um, so the good. way of the warrior. The perhaps you should have listened warrior. to your brain. Or perhaps <laughs> there was nothing there to listen to. It was just nice to have a Scottish voice, like, in amongst yeah. the sea of English accents. Uh, no offence, I like a good English accent, but um, yeah, it was just nice to hear a bit of home. For sure. I think that's why the singing kettle was very um, appealing mm, as yeah, kids, because it was sure. very like familiar sounding. Well, it um, sounded like your mum singing songs to you, and when you're that age, that's really all you want. A wee bit of yeah. Valley Valley B. Oh, that just makes us think of grand singing. I know. <laughs> My wee oh. heart. Oh, that's the no worst one's gonna part listen about to the this pandemic. Part, but... <laughs> that is the worst part of this pandemic is not being able to see Gran. And uh, yeah, by all means, I'm sure she's loving it. But... I... Oh yeah, she is. she loves her space and her time. Like she's just had a life filled with people, so I don't blame her. Not one bit. Um, but I think it's worse as well because I have a pandemic baby. So my youngest was born in May. So we were at like the height of lockdown when my baby was born. Um, so it sucks because Gran was like, oh, I really want to see the baby. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll bring him over. And I can't. Not to be a downer or anything. <laughs> no, not to, not to bring the tone down. Or... And make everybody sad. But uh, yeah, <laughs> pandemics. In the bin with pandemics. Um, but yeah, you didn't tell me about your music. Tell me about ah, your music. Yes, Musak. So, a lot of my musical tastes from, like, early, early years um, is my dad's fault, obviously. Because mm. he played music all the time. And the music he played was just the music that he liked. So, that was essentially 60s 
uh, 60s mm. Rock um, and David Bowie. David Bowie is so good, though. I had a very strange obsession with David Bowie as a child. Not, okay. not because of his music, but when I was six, we went to this library, the Johnston Library, because that's the time where I grew up, um, and they had like a sort of ex-rental bit. It was like a, a, I can't remember the word for it, but it's books that used to be library books that they were selling to make money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was this book called The David Bowie Black Book. And I remember flicking through it in the library when I was a really small child. And it was all like, I couldn't read properly, so I didn't read the words. It was like a book about David Bowie. But it was the pictures. It was this big A4-sized book. And it had these like full-page like photographs of David Bowie. And obviously David Bowie was like so many different things at different times in his career. Yeah. But he was so colourful and like, you know, eye-catching. I suppose as a young, yeah, as, so, a, as like a young kid or whatever, you're, you're drawn to book, like, oh wow, because it, pops out yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the book was second-hand, it cost like 40p. Um, which I don't know what that is in other currencies, but that's cheap, you know, that's less than a pound. So I was like, asked my parents if I could buy it and they bought it for me. And I used to just flick through this book of pictures of David Bowie and I was obsessed with him. Like, completely obsessed. So that when, like, I heard his music or, you know, when I was sort of aware enough to know that that was David Bowie's music a couple of mm -hmm. years later, I, I was enthralled. Because um, they had a picture of the Diamond Dogs cover in it. And that's the one I remember going, oh my god, that's so cool, it's a dog man. <laughs> like, what the... Dog man! <laughs> oh yeah, uh, <clears throat> so when I, when I realised that that was like music that you could listen to, because I had seen those pictures, I loved David Bowie, like immediately. Yeah. Uh, which is so weird. It also helps that David Bowie is just really good. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, fantastic. Um, I even loved See When I Got Older... Uh, and he did the stuff with, um, oh, I can't remember the name of that album. I'm actually going to Google it because it's going to annoy me. But um, the album that had the song, I'm Afraid of Americans. Uh, and the reason that that's like a thing for me anyway is because I was really into Nine Inch Nails. And Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails appears in the music video. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Course. So when YouTube came about, obviously this was years and years after it was released because it's like a 1995 album. Um, and obviously that's when like the Downward Spiral was a big thing in the 90s. Uh, also a great album. Such a good album. So good. Um, I still like Nine Inch Nails. Like, they're a bit... <laughs> Callum and I write music sometimes. Occasionally. Yes. We are partial to uh, it. Look out for the EP <laughs> coming. Don't say it now because <laughs> now we're accountable, Claire. No, we have we're to accountable do it. now. Uh, it has to be done. Coming soon. Uh, soon being, coming you soon, know, yeah. <laughs> at some point. Soon, obviously. Um, but I think 
it's something that's been pointed out to me is I sound very 2005 emo in a lot of my lyrics. But I actually think it's because I listened to a lot of Nine Inch Nails when I was growing up, like, as a teenager. Because um, the downward spiral is very much... It embodies a lot of emotions that I think people have to varying degrees. But I listened a lot to mm -hmm. Nine Inch Nails, and it's like, um, you know, <laughs> a lot of my lyrics are kind of on the downer side. Uh, and I think a lot of that is the influence of Nine Inch Nails. Um, that. Yeah, and it makes sense. Like, the things that... Um especially musically, if we're, we're talking about like writing music and stuff, um, you tend to find that you lean towards... Maybe you don't listen to as much of those things now, but from writing, it because it's so familiar, mm. it's a lot more comfortable to write in those styles. So, things that I find really easy to write is um, very... I guess, 60s blues or 60s or, like, 70s, like, rockish. Um, it's a lot easier to write a Led Zeppelin-type riff than it is for me to do a bossa oh, yeah, nova. Yeah. But that's what you grew up with. Exactly. Mm. So it's like, there, there is a huge part of, like, mm. writing and creativity that is just mostly influenced by things that you've listened to oh, way yeah, back yeah, yeah. because it's what you grew up with um, when your brain was mushy. I think that's why I flip between being really silly and really like emotional in terms of that stuff. But like another thing in terms of that is going back to when I was like in theatre, youth theatre. Um, the youth theatre I was in is like the biggest one in Scotland. And there were different groups of the same age. So you would go to a workshop and it would have like 25 kids about your age. But there were other ones on the same day that had the same age group, but it was a different group of kids because there were so many people. Um, it was, yeah. Huge. Massive. Mahusive. Amazing. But, huge! Um, you know, because you were learning drama from these, like some of them were professional actors, you know? Um, yeah, they had very good tutorage. Like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and they made a point of letting you know that. But, oh yeah, they're like, oh, we're great. <laughs> but I think that's that's a thing in drama. You have to think that you're great to get anywhere. For a lot of yeah. it, and you have to have that self confidence. Otherwise, when you get knocked back, it's just going to destroy you. Um, but <laughs> um, the group that I was in, there were other groups, and they kind of tried to group you together based on, you know the style of thing that you wanted to do and your kind of dramatic ability and what ambition you had. Um, but the group that I was in were obsessed with, like, hard-hitting drama and, like, people dying and everything sad and awful <laughs> and there was violence and, like, you know, really heavy-hitting. Uh, and I remember the group after us was really sort of airy fairy and light, and they loved comedy and yeah, it was bizarre. But you know, I was very much that growing up. I loved my emo stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. When I was a later teen, when I was an earlier teen, I would never have listened to you know emo y like oh I didn't like. Well, were you listening to like when you were like just that little bit younger before like pre emo y? The Offspring um, mainly. And 
the offspring eh? Uh, I liked Iron Maiden and I liked Metallica, which I hate now. I can't listen to Metallica these days. I'm the same. I went through like a... I, do you know what? I liked Metallica because I liked the name and I was like, yeah, this is cool. It's metal. It has metal in the metal. name. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was me when I was like 13. Uh, I liked Alice Cooper okay. because for me, Alice Cooper had the makeup and the drama. And as I said, I was a theatre kid. And I feel like Alice Cooper is theatre for rock music. It, it, he, he is. Like, um, <laughs> I love Alice Cooper. There's a lot of Alice Cooper songs I just don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, same. But, uh, but um, younger, going back to my dad's influence is um, my dad forced me as, at a young age to listen to Welcome to My Nightmare. Oh, really? Um, the album, yeah. Um, that gave me nightmares too. I was like, I must have been something. This was like just when I was like forming memories. So very young. Like three, four yeah, around there, and um, forced me to listen to the the Welcome to My Nightmare album, and it is one of my favorite albums of all time. Mm-hmm. Your dad's good at that. <laughs> Not many people know that. Actually. Musical um, brainwashing. <clears throat> That's it. This is what we need to do, right? Okay. The podcast aside, right? We need to get right the album out, and then we need to find people exactly like my dad. To force their kids to listen to it. <laughs> so in 20 years time, we become like, when we're, you know, hitting like just a little bit older, we get this huge boom of income because all these Ridiculous. kids are like, whoa! That's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like, younger teenage me was all about like, ACDC, Iron Maiden, mm-hmm. Ozzy Osbourne, Black Sabbath, all that stuff. Because that's what, rock music was and my mum was never into that like my dad liked Pink Floyd uh and like yes so I listened to some prog rock too like Pink Floyd and all that I respected them rather than like listened to them enjoyed it yeah yeah very similar opinions to me with like that sort of stuff David David Bowie was always a part of my life as I said I found that book when I was a little kid and from there Mm -hmm. like I became obsessed with him for a short period of time when I was very young which is odd. Like, that's a weird thing. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but, like, as, as a kid, It was the right? visuals. It was the visuals, for sure. Yeah, I was, I, was the, I was the opposite. So I found David Bowie at a very young age because it was played all the time. Yeah. Um, and my parents keep reminding me of the story of sitting in the kitchen in Barra. Oh, um, Barra. And this was, like, I could only, like, say a few words, yeah. maybe. Um, and just out of nowhere, I'd go, There's a star and like before i was like properly speaking i was singing like a Mm. bastardized version of starman that's wonderful Um, i love that but yeah like and i think the thing is my parents like i think it's hard not to recognize that david bowie's great they recognized mm -hmm. it and i think they pushed it a little bit um quite right david but do you know what um what you, you said like way earlier that um it's like, no, you don't love all genres, but you like there's like a song from every genre that you're like, I can listen to this. I think David Bowie is probably a part of that, whereas I think I love all of David Bowie's music. Mm. And it covers essentially every genre you can well, think of. Stuart, my partner, his dad, he is obsessed with David Bowie. 
but only specific time periods of David Bowie. He does not like 80s Bowie. Yeah, I think a lot of people are like that. Like, he doesn't like Let's Dance or uh, any of those albums. Oh, his, I, I think his favourite album's like Aladdin Sane. Uh, okay, which so... Which is a good if, album. It's a great album. Is is um Is he, like, sort of... Does he like sort of, like, weird jazzy stuff? I don't know. Outside um, of like outside of David Bowie, because like I, I would say that's like he's a, a lot of that is very heavy jazz influence. Stuart Stad's very much uh like a biker dude. Um but his taste in music okay. is a little bit weird. Uh, in my opinion. Uh I really love most of the stuff that he likes. Whereas Stuart's mum's more of a she loves Pink Floyd and Yes and she's very much a prog rock person. Mm-hmm. Um, but now she's into like the killers and uh, like the script and stuff. Okay. Which is odd. I don't judge anyone for their taste in music. Like if I think your taste in music is no. garbage, that just means that isn't my music, you know? But I can listen to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like there's some stuff I will not listen to and I don't enjoy. Um, like there's certain rappers I like, but I wouldn't say that rap is a genre that I go into very often. I don't really like um, like R&B and hip-hop too much. But again, there are songs that I will listen to over and over again. Uh, yeah. Um, I think more and more, like, I, I don't listen to R&B at all um, and hip-hop and stuff. But more and more, I think I appreciate it Oh, yeah, you can more. listen to it and go, well, I can um, recognise that this is a good I song. Do, okay, yeah. I get this. And I think because, like, especially recently, that's where a lot of jazz mm. has gone is... All the jazz musicians are backing up hip hop artists, uh, so I like I, I appreciate, but I just don't enjoy yeah. listening to um, it. I quite like rap, not to a huge degree. Like I wouldn't go, oh well, rap's my favorite genre. It's not, but like I I love Kendrick Lamar. Like I have all of Kendrick Lamar's albums because he has such good flow. Okay, and it's hard not to listen to it. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, do you think? Do you think some of that is because there? There is like, I I never put like rap on, but when rap is on, I'm like, yeah. Do you think a lot of that's to do Maybe. with like the rhythmic aspects? Like, because we are kind our of our family's very musical. I think everyone in like, our family has musical um, talent on some level. Oh, definitely. Um, be that like even just the ability to like listen to something and appreciate it even if you don't like it i think that's something that's very prevalent in like our family anyway yeah i would say it's like i appreciate the way that people rap if that makes sense and what i love is that yeah well i mean i can't no, do I, it <laughs> well i say i can't i can kind of rap but only if it's the hamilton soundtrack <laughs> you can crap um yeah i can crap uh, but like I know Satisfied from the Hamilton soundtrack or By Heart Upside Down Back to Front like do most of the Hamilton stuff there's like a couple of ones I can't I wouldn't say I'm a good rapper like I suck <laughs> but um, yeah I try but as I said Kendrick Lamar he's like way up there in rap music that I will listen to like he is so talented mm-hmm. um Oh, other rap, uh, Childish Gambino. Those are words to me. I have no idea. You don't know Childish Gambino? He's um. I do not know Childish Gambino. Donald Glover, uh, who's an actor. He, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Community. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I know who he is. 
Yeah, yeah, Donald Glover. He's a rapper called Childish Gambino. His lyrics oh, are so clever. I did not realize they were the same person. Okay, That's no, first hilarious. of all, I do you know who Childish Gambino is? I did not equate them as the same people. That's so weird. Yeah. What? This is America, Childish Gambino. No way. Yeah. First of all, okay, no, right. Back up. Okay, yes, that guy, what he can do with, like, just his voice and, like, a wee looper pedal and... He's fantastic. Like, it is just incredible. There is something there's something to be said. Um I really, really appreciate people who can like just get up on a stage with like a four track looper and like just create sound. Can I just say like this is something I never appreciated in my youth. Um and there's probably people out here who think that I'm like arrogant and awful. <laughs> Because when I was younger, I went through this phase of, like, I'm the best and I'm so great. I'm not. I think part of music is being able to appreciate and understand what someone brings to the table and being able to recognise how good other musicians are. Like, for me, music is not a competition. Um, I'm a singer. A lot of people would disagree. For me... For me, it's not. Yeah. For me, it's um, about but no, it, I, I sharing, wholeheartedly agree sharing with that. like your talent and what you can do with other people, um, and like I want to hear other people sing, like I want to hear other people play music. I want to hear what's inside of you because that's what music is. Mm-hmm. It's just you expressing, you know, and that's a, a wonderful yeah. thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's only one you. Oh yeah. Um. And, okay, yes, um, a lot of the things that you, like, might create will be inspired by other things, but they're not carbon copies of other things. Now, don't get me wrong, sometimes you, you like, uh, when I do, like, the cover band stuff, I am just carbon copying, like, this is what they did, I am doing exactly that. But when you're, when you're creating stuff, um... You are influenced by all these outside factors, but at the end of the day, there there is that like sound or like tone that is you mm. that comes out. Exactly, um, and it's like no two musicians on earth but, are the same. Like I think that's why I love singing, because that's me. If you know what I mean, it's very personal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's why, like, when I was a lot younger, I could get up on stage and make a complete fool of myself, like an improv or comedy or any of that sort of stuff but it doesn't matter because when you're acting it's not you if that makes sense you're playing mm-hmm. somebody else but i had a real problem for a little bit getting up on stage and singing in front of people because i felt like that's an intrinsic part of me like mm-hmm. that's not put on that is my voice and when you're singing i i feel like it comes from a place that's different from acting I mean, you can tie it in together, obviously, but hashtag drama nerd. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I always had a problem getting up on stage and singing. Uh, and now I don't, but I think that's just come with age. Like, I think as you get older, you care less what people think. You just do yeah. it. Plus, like, um... I know I can sing, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's I think... the other thing. When I was younger, I had an issue listening to other people sing because I was like, oh, well, well, well. Well, I'm a good singer too, uh, you know, 
Whereas yeah. now I'm just like, no, I want to hear you sing. I don't care that you can do it and you're like technically better than me because I just want to hear you sing. Like, yeah, music's great. There is, there is a lot of that. And I think a lot of people, um, especially when you're like between, you know, like 15 and 20, you, you get that very almost almost intimidated by other people doing the same thing it doesn't it doesn't have to be music it can be anything doing the thing that you do uh and they're doing it really well or whatever and they're just doing, and then you get that sort of like defensive like oh my goodness the, like i mean i'm good too mm. ah! that was um, very much me as a teenager um I, I was i was like that when i was like you know 15 or whatever because i was like ah oh, yeah and then you know other people would get asked to do something uh, for example, like play on something and the thing. I was like, oh, well, why, why wasn't yeah, I asked? Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. At the back of my mind, obviously, you don't vocalize any of that, but you're like, well, why wasn't I asked? Because I'm obviously better. Um, but it's, yeah, and it, it does become that competitive. In fairness, as well, like I grew up um, when I was doing like piano lessons and violin lessons and stuff. That was like my, my music teacher at the time. Our goals were exam-based and competition-based. Mm. So it was about being the best as opposed to being, like, just Yeah, and expressing music. yourself. It wasn't about that. It was about being yeah. better than everybody else. Um, which sucks, because for me, music's just about music, man. Like... it's <laughs> the hippiest uh, thing you've ever said. Music's just music, man. Um... <laughs> But no, you're Clear right. For 2020, uh, yeah, wholeheartedly. But yeah, on that note, what would you rate Leffy out of ten? Out of ten, I would give that a solid six point five out of ten. I'd say a seven. I think it's good. I think it's a I think good. It, like it's good. It's refreshing. Easy um, drinking beer. It's not too anything. If that makes sense, it's smooth. Mm -hmm. It's very smooth. It's like, do you know what? It's one step like above inoffensive. Mm. Yeah. It's not a tenant's lager. No. It's like uh, when you choose Menabrea, <laughs> when Menabrea yes. is on tap. <laughs> you choose one that sounds classier. Yeah, yeah. No, I like Leffy. Leffy's good. I like that a lot. Yeah, that was um, good. I like. I would would drink again. I think next time we should go a bit out there on our alcohol choice. We'll go, we'll go wild. We'll go wild. Might try and hold meet. on to your seats, folks. We're going <laughs> mad. Ah, um, <sighs> but there we go. Brilliant. First podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was wonderful. That was great. I'm not sure um, anyone will want to listen to me talk for that long about nothing, but there we go. It was great. It was really great. And I mean, you know, it's going to be on the internet. <laughs> Somehow. Hi, Mom! No. Hi, Mom! Um, <laughs> oh, man. oh, dear. Man, I remember when that was funny. It's not funny Like, now. anytime, anytime a camera was, like, anywhere, you'd be like, Hi, Mom! <laughs> I'm on TV! <laughs> um, there are no cameras here, Callum. It's all audio. <laughs> this is true. Um, this is if true. So anybody, no one can see my horrific face right now. If anybody got through that whole thing... Congratulations, you've leveled up. Well done. And you'll hear go, us um, next go time. Go buy yourself. Yeah, go buy yourself a Leffy. Um, and 
enjoy the, the next one of these. Bye.